Hi there, and welcome to Psych Chat. In this first episode of the year, James and I speak about grit. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as usual, if you have any comments or suggestions, please send them to sitechat at omnisite.com or tweet to site underscore chat. Thank you for listening. Hi there, and welcome to episode 21 of Site Chat. It is 2021, and this is our first uh, podcast for the year. Uh, joining me today again is James Molly Kurt. Hi, James, how are you? Dr. Austin, I'm really well and delighted to join you again for the first one. Thank you so yes. much. Yes, well, my pleasure as always. Now, 2021, New Year, we are halfway through January. Uh, and this is the time where a lot of people will start thinking about making plans, making goals, trying to stick to it, and uh, and also making sure that they are able to start planning longer term goals um, and fulfill that. Now, one of the things that come to mind is the word grit. Uh, I'm, I'm sure, James, you are familiar with this term grit. Uh, G-R-I-T, for those who are listening in. Um, grit is something that has been talked about perhaps maybe about six, seven years ago. Uh, and, and this is a concept that has taken by storm. Everybody's talking about grit. Anybody you talk to in an organization talks about grit. Uh, and, and most people kind of equate grit with resilience, that you are able to bounce back, you are able to fulfill your, uh, your uh, goals, by the tenacity to carry on despite whatever circumstances you have. Perhaps to give a bit of context, what is grit? Now, grit is a, is a, is a definition or a concept uh, defined as perseverance and passion for long-term goals. Grit entails working strenuously towards challenges, maintaining effort and interest over years, despite failure, adversity, and plateaus in progress. Now, the gritty individual approaches achievement as like a marathon. So his advantage is the stamina that the person has. So whereas disappointment or boredom signals to others that is, it is time to change uh, trajectory and cut losses, and in, uh, a gritty individual will always stay the course. Now, of course, we are talking about grit concept that was uh, introduced, as I said earlier on, uh, by a psychologist named Angela Duckworth. Uh, and this has taken by storm. She has done a lot of tech, uh, talk also about this uh, concept itself. Now, the development of grit uh, is a very interesting one. Uh, both James and I, we are both psychologists too. Uh, this is a 10-item a questionnaire, which broadly has two categories. One about perseverance. The other one is more of... Um, the consistency of interest, right? Uh, basically, in the long term, uh, what are you expecting in the long term itself? Now, uh, the research has been done by uh, Angela Duckworth and some of her colleagues uh, focuses on a very, very particular group of people. 
people who are first and foremost uh, American population, those who have a very high level of education, and uh, predominantly those who are actually studying. And also one other uh, category of sample that she, she has used is uh, those who were uh, cadets uh, going into the, the army. So just to put a premise there, this is the, the how the, the research came about and how the GRID um, questionnaire was developed. And subsequently, more research has been done by her and uh, focusing on the fact that GRID is a very important um, non-cognitive trait, as she put it, something that she believed and her, her, her uh, proponents of GRID believe that uh, this is far more important that than conscientiousness and also intelligence. Now, this is where I perhaps I pause for a while here. So her concept is grit is a non-cognitive trait. It is far more important than conscientiousness and intelligence. It is able to identify uh, the success of those who are uh, pursuing their educational studies. And they, the proponents of GRID has also claimed that it is also useful to identify people who are uh, uh, working. Using GRID, you are able to tell whether the person is going to succeed or not. So now I want to pause here and, and, and kind of think a little bit about this. Uh, what I'm doing, so perhaps now I'm going to ask James, what do you think GRID is it's such a punchy punchy word, I think, uh, G-R-I-T, four letters, uh, definitely something that people caught on very fast about the, the concept mm. of grit. Uh, what, what, are your, what are your thoughts about grit? Yeah, I, it's great that you've defined it uh, and the two parts of it, because this is important, that, because the, the word grit exists in, in already. It's not a if, I, if we were talking 10 years ago and we said, hey, you're a really gritty, gritty person, we would know what that is, especially in an American context, like you say, where it's, it's a word that's you know, linked to the part of the American sort of masculine, macho you know, persona. Um, so, and I think the challenge with any concept which borrows a word that's already existing is, as we know, the title doesn't mean what's being measured. Mm. And that's the first challenge with grit and its, ben and its benefit. The benefit is that what it does measure, it actually is related to grit. They are, there is very close overlapping, you know, a gritty person is someone who grits it out. They, they grit their teeth yep. in order to persevere, to get through the challenge and I'll just, we'll just grit, grit our teeth and bear it. That's where grit comes from, to, to bite the teeth hard mm. in order to, to sustain through a challenge. So I think the idea of that we as psychologists are, we exist in organizations and, and otherwise to try to find the, the magic formulas of the human condition that we can identify are related to health and success in whatever we're trying to do in our lives. And then therefore we can look for it, develop it, grow it, support it, somehow moderate it to improve our chances of a better life or a better job. So it's of course it's worthwhile for for us to be looking for these things. We haven't found all the answers yet. Although, of course, we already have a, a wonderful battery based on you know, over hundred years of, of, of good research on factors that predict success in life and especially at work. So we've got the big five, 
personality mm-hmm. traits, uh, and of course the, the the monster for for success at work, cognitive ability, uh, which is just just so so powerfully predictive. And as again, as, as the research to bear that out is is huge. Motivation, of course, which we've talked about before. The motivational research predicts engagement and and um, of course, of course, perseverance in itself. My goal setting theory talks a lot about commitment to goals and perseverance by the nature of the goals that you set, how short term, long term, how intrinsically motivating they are to you. So mm. we have lots of factors already that we know can help predict success in education and at work. Those are already pretty strong. The, the need to look and continue to look for new ways of finding better factors or more powerful factors is a good thing. I think we know in the industry as well, to be relevant, we have to take our concepts and package them so that people and organizations can get them easily so that they can actually use something and make a difference. Uh, To learn about it, to, to go through training about it. We don't need to be talking to give everybody a degree in psychology and then say, right, now we can prepare yourself to for improvement. No. So we do need to be able to package what we do. It is part of the marketing we have to do. So in that way, I don't have a problem with the grid. Good, I'm happy that it's come along and they've packaged something up, which we know, mm. perseverance goal setting, conscientiousness goal setting theory um, are very important. Already we know that even before grit was invented, the data is yes. clear. Conscientiousness is a very strong predictor of performance mm-hmm. and goal setting theory commitment to a goal long-term is obviously going to pull you through. That's motivational. Mm. So I think it's good to have it. The challenge that they've got, of course, is that does it really add any value? It's the claims, I think, which is the problem for us as psychologists. If you claim this is more important than a mental ability, wow, you better have really done your research because you're up against 100 years of proof. If you claim it's not conscientiousness actually just repackaged then again you're going to have to prove that really solidly so that's where i come at it i think concepts that are packaged well are useful the claims that go with them in order to market them are often the most problematic Mm. and i think that's where from our point of view it starts to come apart and it there's a feeling that this is you know old wine in a new bottle yeah, yeah, I, I I I do agree with you because I I do get a lot of mixed um message from the research I read about uh grit itself, uh Duckworth Angela Duckworth uh, and and her colleagues uh kind of describe uh grit is is a a facet of conscientiousness, oh. and uh, some even say it's a narrow facet of conscientiousness, but demonstrate incremental predictive validity over and above conscientiousness for achievement outcomes. So that is a very big claim there. And as you just said, there's a lot of other variables here when we're talking about achievement. We know conscientiousness is one of them. Setting your goals is one of them. And your motivation itself, intrinsic or extrinsic motivation, matters when you are trying to achieve something. To kind of um, just identify grit as the main component here. I think it, it does create a little bit of uh, um, perhaps misconception for people who don't understand a little bit more about the other theories. Because greed, as I said, is four letters, is very punchy buzzword, 
it's good if we are able to use this to promote uh, people's ability to fulfill something, uh, yeah. to fulfill their long-term goals. But be, uh, I think supporting it, people need to understand also there are other theories that actually uh, propel the word grit. I love the word grit, don't get me wrong, but not understanding <clears throat> uh, the rest of the theories only give you one very narrow view of what uh, achievement of goals is. It's not definitely not great. I mean, for example, <clears throat> if I put my head down and I just carry on doing what I need to do as what they, they, they propose uh, without uh, thinking about distraction or whatever that comes uh, 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 to me, I just carry on doing it. Um, how about the issue of um, locus of control? There are certain things that I can't control. I can bury my head down and carry on doing it. How about circumstances, environment? Uh, looking in the work context itself, for example, if I'm a very hardworking person, I'm a very gritty individual. I just carry on my work. I do what I need to do. I've laid out my longer term plans. Uh, I follow through with what the organization wants me to do. A question here will be, does it inhibit my ability to adapt Mm. to the, the environment. Uh, as we know now, we are still going through uh, COVID-19. The whole working environment is so different. And how about my own ability to adapt to all the changes? Does all this not count part of being grit? So I'm, I'm not sure just focusing on grit itself as the most important thing. As, as some of the proponents have said, uh, when it comes to achievement, is to me, might not be the whole story. Mm. Uh, we need to actually look at other variables too. Uh, just like we were talking about previously about treating individuals as a whole person. Likewise, we also need to look at other facets of personality that will impact on how gritty we, we are going to be. Uh, and, and I think this is very important for... I wish you'd stop saying how gritty we're going to be. I don't <laughs> like it anymore. Yes. But I, I think this is something that's very important for, for people to yeah. uh, realize. You know, uh, it, it's, it's, it's a fantastic word. I mean, as you said earlier on, it's a good way of uh, marketing the concept. But you need to go dive a little bit deeper, read the research, understand a little bit more where it comes from. And whether is it a new idea? As, as what, uh, James, you were telling me early on, a lot of things that, that uh, was proposed by, by the researchers in, in GRIT, um, they're quite similar to what we, we know about goal setting. Yeah. And, uh, uh, Latham and Locke wrote in 1991, uh, the degree to which the individual is attached to the goal, considered significant or important, is determined to reach it and keeps it in the face of setbacks and obstacles. To me, it sounds quite similar to what proponents of grids are saying. We need to have Completely. the tenacity to do it, right? And and uh, it's, it's, it's something that has been done before. We need to go back and revisit what other theories actually support this concept of grid. It is not what has been uh, done so far uh, by uh, Duckworth and, and, and uh, colleagues. Not forgetting, as I said, as, as we always kind of uh, encourage people to look at research is understand the research a little bit deeper, right? Uh, here we have issues where we talk about uh, the population here, which is Americanized. Uh, how is that going to be transferable to the rest of the world? Right? So when you want to uh, uh, adopt a, a concept like this in your workplace, remember, how is it relevant? Secondly, 
the one is not too too uh, uh, academic here. Secondly, for us, it's very important when we talk about research. If there's a restriction of range, which means there's only a particular group that's been used, there is going to be a bias in terms of research. In this case, a lot of the uh, uh, grid research is all focusing on those who have high IQ. Mm. Does it mean that those who have slightly lower IQ are not going to be um, able to fulfill those long-term goals or passionate towards that? Um, that remains a question here. And well, that, that's, that's reducing the correlation in their research yeah. between yeah. IQ, intelligence, cognitive mm. ability, and the performance goals that they're measuring. So yeah. that, if IQ is not, if, he, if cognitive ability is not, is not varying very much, but grit is, they're more likely to be able to find a correlation with, of a higher correlation with, mm. with performance. So, so that's what you're saying, yeah? Yeah, and I, I think there are also other questions like, um, how about Bandura's uh, self-efficacy theory, right? People who believe that they have the ability to do it. And we know people who have believed uh, they can do certain things, they, they, they excel in that. Uh, they don't need to have grit. They can do that themselves. So I, I think this is a very, very interesting topic here, uh, which has... Well, conversely, having, having a, a long-term goal, I want to be a fireman, um, I want to save the planet, but not having the ability to do it, or even the self-efficacy. Mm. Um, clearly, I can maintain the goal, but it's not going to do anything to my motivation. It's not real. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. So what does the research actually say uh, to back up their claims of, you know, it, it's more important than intelligence and it's, and it's not conscientiousness, it's, it's, and it predicts beyond conscientiousness? I mean, we've, we've looked at a few papers, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll just share one that I, I picked up, which were, and then look, what was interesting was that a lot of these papers um, have been written quite recently, last yes. sort of three, four years. So it, it is really quite up-to-date research on them. Um, the one I looked at 2016 was uh, Crede and, and colleagues, which is called Much Ado About Grit. So it's a classic question, you know, grit's here. What we're talking about today, grit's here, but is it really adding any value other mm. than people like the idea of it. And so they're prepared to run with it, which is a good thing, as we said. Mm. But psychologically, they basically said it was a, it's a meta-analytic review, which is the best we can get. Yep. So they used 88 independent uh, bits of research, independent samples. It represented 66,000 people. So it was a much broader uh, base than I think that you're suggesting the, the grit research has been based upon. And they found that the idea that there's a single factor called grit, uh, they, they cannot confirm, they can't find it. Yep. So when you're getting a grit score of those 10 questions, they're saying that doesn't really work. You need to be looking at, you know, if nothing else, perseverance, um, and the second order factor, having a long-term goal. Um, and they, they found that it was only moderately correlated with performance and retention, of course, mainly because it's very strongly correlated with conscientiousness. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So it, it really, um, as a meta-analysis, it, it just doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't say that grit is a new thing. It doesn't yeah. say that grit is even psychologically, is psychologically different to conscientiousness. Mm. It doesn't say that it predicts better than anything else, basically. Yeah. 
that that is very interesting. As you said, I, I read another article that is uh, 2020 last year. Uh, so what they did was they used a very representative sample and they found that grit has a negligible effect on educational and economic success compared to intelligence. That's the big one. That That is a huge one. Uh, uh, and, and, and this does tell you a little bit more. Um, what they did was they actually compared uh, grit and intelligence to education and job market success in a representative sample of the American population. And they found that intelligence contributes 48 to 90 times more than grit to educational success and 13 times more to job market success. Conscientiousness also contributes to success more than grit, but only twice as much. Um, and they went on to say that, you know, uh, they, their findings suggest that although grit has some effect on success, it is negligible compared to intelligence and perhaps also to other traditional predictors of success. So it does, it does tell you quite a little bit here yeah. when you're not using the right sample or you're not using representative sample, your uh, results can be very skewed to that particular sample there. And the question here for us being in Asia, a lot of this research are all done in the States, obviously, because this is where people are uh, very attuned to uh, the kind of uh, uh, subject and also concept there. But how is it relevant here in Asia? This is a question we want to ask, ask ourselves here. Yeah. And, and I think it's very important for organization. When you read something like this, it's good to uh, kind of enrich your knowledge and all the new concepts, but always, always remember where and how can you apply that within the context that you are trying to apply. And mm. I think that is very important. Now, I, I, I just want to ask James. James, you were talk, telling me that you, you were reading the uh, something on, on, on web at the, uh, on, on what uh, Angela Duckworth talked about grit itself. Uh, and and you, you mentioned two things that she said much suitable, grit itself is much suitable for research and for self-reflection, right? Yeah, this is a, a good way, segue to the end for us, perhaps to wrap it up and look yeah. forward to how do we use it and apply it, like you're saying. And mm. yeah, it was, it's really interesting. If you actually go to Angela Duckworth, I mean, doing a great deal of good, good work for the world, if you actually go to her website, angeladuckworth.com, and look at the, she's got some questions and answers section there. And then she actually, you can take the questionnaire for free as well, which is lovely. Um, but after all the claims and now the broader research from, you know, the due diligence, if you like, from the organizational psychology community, um, at least in America, um, the bottom line that she writes in advising people about taking the questionnaire is, if I can quote her, I think in some, she says, I think the grit scale can be used for research and for self-reflection, but its limitations make it inappropriate for many other uses, including selecting employees or gauging the performance of teachers. Ah, okay. That, that, that is very important, actually. I think that, that is, is, is something that we, will, uh, uh, we need to highlight here. Uh, which, because I, I think a lot of people who might not understand um, concepts, they 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 caught onto this, they start using this, and then they start to determine whether a person has grit uh, when they, when they when they are doing an assessment or employing people. So, as claimed by Angela Duckworth, not our words, it's from her website. She said it is actually useful reflection and research. 
uh, there'll be restriction and there is, it's best not to use it for um, uh, selection. So if you're using grid uh, scale for that, please don't use it <laughs> as the person. At least that scale, the scale yeah. that she uses, she actually uses, the she, yep. uses. Yep. maybe there are other scales that people have now developed. I don't know. Yeah, but it's good to know that, that, that you know, at least she has actually come out and said that it is not suitable for that. So people mm -hmm. who are thinking or have used Grit uh, do reconsider <laughs> whether that's the right way to, to use it for your selection. And as always, we, we always like to talk about when you're selecting someone, please do not just use one method. Yeah. Use a plethora of different methods to make that, that wise decision Yeah, when you're selecting someone. I would, I would say also that I mean, you said quite right, grit, the concept has made a contribution, there's no doubt in that, and that for some people's situations, it may be really useful to look at in a development context um, that can really get some good discussions going. Yep. But psychologically, it's not new. It doesn't replace lots of research into motivation and perseverance mm -hmm. and, 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 and the many other factors that are already measurable in the workplace that are more solid and predictive of, of the outcomes that employers are looking for. So in selection, if you're using a big five questionnaire or personality traits, if you're using cognitive ability assessments, if you're using work samples, if you're using some way to evaluate motivation, keep doing those things because you're already measuring grit and everything beyond it yep. in a far more richer and valid way, reliable yep. way. Um, so keep doing that. But if grit is your thing you want to have a discussion about, if you want to, you know, use it as a topic to explore people's motivations and how do we get over challenges, it may be a great thing to do. Mm. Uh, but in terms of this, the pure psychology of it on the construct, the measurement, the, the predictive claims don't seem to stand up. Yeah. Yes, and, and I want to make it very clear that we are not here to uh, discredit anybody. We are here to share our views on what we think uh, that we want to share with our listeners, uh, our perspective as psychologists, and uh, to guide you to uh, more evidence-based uh, information that we can share. So as usual, James, this has been uh, fun talking about GRID for the first session, and I'm sure we'll be coming up with more interesting topics as we proceed throughout the year. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. Austin. You're Thanks most so welcome. Much, yeah. And uh, we will see you again soon. And of course, to all listeners, if you are listening to us for the first time, thank you for listening to us. Uh, do download the uh, rest of the uh, podcast. And if you have any comments or suggestions, please send an email to sitechat at omnisite.com or tweet to site underscore chat. All right, we shall talk to each other again soon. James, bye. Bye. You have been listening to Site Chat. This podcast is brought to you by Omnicide Consulting. We are a team of psychologists with a wealth of experience in working with individuals, teams, and organizations in the areas of coaching, executive selection, assessment and development, career transitioning, and workplace intervention. Omnicide Consulting exists to solve the critical issues facing our clients, both large and small. Our approach is to tailor-make each service to meet the requirements of our clients. Our broad range of services and solutions 
help individuals and organizations to facilitate change, achieve their vision, and optimize performance and productivity. For more information about our services, do check us out at www.omnicide.com.